six-pack double feature. Two friends, two movies, two mics, and too much beer. Today, the guys follow three simple rules while crushing hard on Patrick Swayze. One, always wax your board. Two, always feather your mullet. And three, be nice. On the coast of Southern California, you can only surf. Party. And make love for so long before it's time to go to work. Rock and roll. 27 banks in three years. Everybody's ready. Anything to catch the perfect wave. I'm not a crook. Patrick Swayze. Man, it makes me think twice about putting money in the bank these days. Keanu Reeves. So you think I joined the FBI to learn to sir? Point break. Adios, amigo. 100% pure adrenaline. <laughs> Just so you know, I did not write down a brief synopsis of this film. I'm pretty sure we can wing it. <laughs> I'm pretty. I think we're going to be okay here. They have yeah. a thin candy shell. <laughs> uh, Johnny Utah spells his name stupidly. Oh, one H. I am Utah D- only has one H. No, J O H. I hate you. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to Bill McNeil you. I'm going to throw a pin at you. Oh, I caught it. Only because <laughs> it's all in the reflexes. Uh, hey, welcome back, sweet God. To, uh, <laughs> A rambling a start. Six pack double feature. Sorry about the rambling start, y'all. Uh, yeah, he's Nathan, and uh, he's Travis. Hey, I bought uh, I brought two beers. Yeah, to represent uh, you know the movie uh, Die not Die Hard because I wanted to watch Die Hard, but that's <laughs> I'd later. rather have watched Die Hard than Point Break. What have you got to represent Point Break in your beer selection? Well, I have a uh, Dogfish Head's Namaste White for uh, Bodie. Namaste and. Uh, Longboard Island Lager by the Kona Brewing Company. Well, they don't go to Hawaii. They end up at the end in, what, Australia or whatever it is? The end is, uh, yes, it's Australia. It's Australia. Actually, no, the end is in Torquay, uh, Torquay England. But uh, it's surfing related, and the yeah. movie is surfing related. So uh, let's go with, um, which one? Uh, I would do the Kona first. Kona? And then finish with the Namaste, because I know... Namaste is good. You don't know uh, the, the cone is the cone is good too. It's uh, it's just a little uh, it's a little more loggery. Nice, yeah. And the uh, the namaste there is uh, it's a nice sweeter finish. Not fin- sweet. not just finish like me. yes not finish in the way that it's from Finland, but finish in the way that it, it's done. <laughs> All right, so episode uh, whatever. Hey. First impression notes, since I didn't write down the brief synopsis. I've got you. I got gotcha. you. I gotcha. You don't want to talk about the uh, bank, bank robbering, uh, robbering. Uh, dude bros. Dude that's, bros of. That's uh, the plot. The uh, President's dude, man. Dude bro surfers found their lifestyle, fund their lifestyle by robbing banks. They're, they rob to surf and then they surf to rob. rob. Ironically, skydived. Rob Lowe doesn't appear in this movie. All right. Yeah, they they wear the uh, the masks, those pullover masks of ex presidents. Again, the movie is Point Break. Were if they, we haven't uh, covered that. Yeah. By the way, it's Point Break, directed by Catherine Bigelow, the at that time uh, girlfriend and or wife. I think girlfriend of James Cameron, who I think was an executive producer or producer of this film. Do you think he could have just said like, "Hey, babe, babe, babe." <laughs> I hate to know you to death, but a couple of things I noticed. 
Um, I don't know about you, but uh, basically, I have Terminator 2 ready to launch, and it's going to destroy this movie. You really wanted to release it in the summer? You know that, you know that part of the movie that's not good? What part? Uh, where it starts? And, and between where ends. it ends? That part of the movie sucks. That whole two hours of this... The cinematic floater. <laughs> Do you find it odd that in 1991, Patrick Swayze still had to share top billing with Keanu Reeves? Yes. Here's... Here's here's the thing. I mean, that's that's two years removed from Bill and Ted, but Keanu had not it's necessarily also, been like. It's like, also he's not like Matrix Keanu. That's that's eight years, years from now. Well, it's it's two years from. It's a couple it's, years it's, past. Uh, it's four years. It's it's four years from Bill and Ted. It's it's three years from Speed. If it was after Speed, I could get where Keanu's like, look. I've launched a Hollywood blockbuster, and I believe that my name can go up at the same time as Patrick Swayze. But in '91, it's I find he it had odd. done Patrick Swayze at this point had done he had done Dirty, Dirty Dancing, Dancing, he'd done Roadhouse, he'd done Ghost, even he had done then. Ghost, yeah, exactly. I mean, and he still got his regardless shirt of with regardless of the upstart. merits of any of those films, even if you you know talk about Ghost, it like it or not, that was a Huge film. Absolutely. I love Patrick Swayze, which was my whole point. I, he's not the best actor. Right. Um, but he's not the worst actor. And he tries. Like he, he's 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 putting in the work and he tries, damn it. He's putting in the hours. <laughs> he's he's putting in the hours. He's, he's punching the time card. I'll bet he shows up early and I'll bet he stays late. He's that kind of employee. And I, I nothing to okay. love for Patrick Swayze. Here's your time check. Okay. How long before Patrick Swayze shows up. I didn't movie. count the time, but the first time I watched this movie two years ago, that's right. I've the seen very this, first time you I've seen this movie. Years? I've seen this movie twice, twice, and the first time was in 2016. And then every the time later I, time was, hey, guess what? We're going to review it for a podcast. You're God like, damn it! <laughs> it's a good idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> every time a car shows up within the first, what's the time check? Before he shows it's up? It's 20 odd minutes. It's 24 minutes. Yeah, every time a car shows up, I think, okay, this is Patrick Swayze. This is his entrance. No. No. Okay. Okay, this will be him. Well, if you don't count the the Reagan mask appearance, it's 24 minutes. Yeah, I don't. I no, don't, I don't and count. I don't. No, because that's Reagan. That's I mean, Reagan. Well, it's Reagan, but it may be him, but literally you don't see Swayze's face for 24 minutes. That is 23 minutes and 45 seconds too long of a movie that's two hours long yeah that, <laughs> that, that stars, stars patrick, patrick swayze. swayze that you don't see him and you see gary <laughs> Busey more in a movie that stars patrick swayze than you see patrick swayze let's circle back to the plot real quick sorry we're rambling these these guys dress dress up as ex-presidents they rob banks to fund their extreme sport lifestyle they bring in a new feathered upstart failed college quarterback fbi agent to catch them the twain meet the Twain. <laughs> Mark Twain is not in this movie, nor Shania Twain. And I can't think of anyone else. Uh, Lionel Twain is not in this either. <laughs> and um, At Tutu Twain. And then FBI procedural bank robbery movie happens mm-hmm. with surfing and parachuting. And- Was John C. McGinley like born to play, play like on-screen pricks? Because, my God, he... He nails those type of characters really yeah. well, and then dials in on it for about eight or nine seasons in Scrubs. <laughs> I'm like, he, um, I don't know how to adjust my dials after this movie. <laughs> he's a good workhorse. I mean, he's he's rarely in a role, 
playing a character that you don't despise in some way, shape, or form. But you also like him. But his line is, I don't. I think this is probably the first time that I remember ever hearing it in a movie. And you know, I may have used earlier, but young, dumb, and full of crumb. You know, I mean, just like <laughs> he uses that line. I'm like, oh, that is so dated. Maybe it's just because it was the first time I heard it because I didn't grow up watching this movie at all no, as, a, as a 90s action film. So I didn't come across it until... Two years ago. <laughs> maybe two years maybe, well, maybe a year ago, maybe six months ago, whenever it was that I chose to rent this film that I hadn't seen. I don't think... I had seen parts and I kind of kind of knew how it ended and knew how it started and saw... I knew the plot, yeah. Yeah, I knew the plot it's... and I'd seen scenes, but it wasn't... It didn't feel like, I need to see that. Exactly. I know the plot. Okay, I can kind of figure out where it's going to go. The <laughs> My notes my notes on this are going to be a little different than normal, too, because this one is a... Again, I have notes above my first impressions, so... Mm-hmm. My first impressions are Gary Busey has one of the worst on-screen wardrobes I've ever seen in this film. He looks like a dime store Nick Nolte. Oh, that's good. From uh, 48 Hours. Yeah. Okay. The office scenes are um, Keanu Reeves sucks. <laughs> that we're, was... we're we're twenty minutes in, and Nathan is already to the point of blowing across the beer yeah, bottle. Yes, I haven't taken a beard and beer in this beard or beer. Was it you had me taste a beard beer? Didn't you once? Some beard like... beer is great. Uh, that's rogue rogue beard beer. All right. The action scenes are slick and they're well executed. Absolutely, I think Catherine Bigelow exceeds in doing what she wants to do in the movie, but it's 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 a bromance movie. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's it's almost like um, there's a there's a famous story about Hal Needham when he got okay. Yeah, you can do Smokey and the Bandit. He went okay. Let's wreck some cars. Yeah. It's almost like Catherine. Hey, that stupid surfer movie that you want to make? They said yeah, and it was like, all right, let's get the action guys in. Let's F, get the, yeah, let's, let's get the it. GoPros, whatever, whatever the GoPros were in nineteen ninety, whatever. But it's it's like she just wanted to make action extreme sports sequences, and to hell with all the pesky story and stuff. So that's in my opinion, that's why the actual quote unquote movie portion right. of it, the story, is. Draggy. It's set pieces. The movie is very much set pieces. It's a shitty story and wrapped all, around extreme MTV extreme sports with what right. was his name? Dan Cortez. Dan Cortez, yeah. <laughs> I've watched too much MTV if I can pull that one right out from my memory. Yeah, you quick. That was fast. This is like the Dan Cortez hour. <laughs> I mean, what was that I put here? The one thing that, that came natural with Keanu Reeves was talking like a surfer. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, more so than even even that. But it's just even above that. He's whoa, he just oh. he just sounds like he's reading his lines. He's not acting them. Again, I'm no actor. I've never been an actor. And if you put me in front of a, a camera to be in, in a scene, I would be I would be horrible. I'm not an actor. But I don't get paid to be an actor. He got paid to be an actor, and he's not believable as an FBI agent as or any, just anything as, as anything I, he, as a human he's a, he's an amazing well, human well he sucks as a surfer apparently too so he learned to surf for the movie right which I thought was cool yeah but he just he looks like he's reading his lines Patrick Swayze is not the he's best he's like at, give me the script five minutes before we shoot kind of thing well, I've never read this I have to right. go there and solve the bank you solve the bank murder mystery heist bruh that's how he sounds to me and he's surrounded by a lot of 
amazing, maybe not amazing talent, but he's surrounded by, say what you want about Gary Busey. His performance doesn't sound phoned in. No, <laughs> like, it's it doesn't. a legit performance. Well, I'll be honest with you. While his overacting, not oh, not Gary Busey. I mean, granted, Gary Busey can overact, but the a overacting bit. that comes with Keanu regarding that character is when he gets shot and is dying, and or had has died oh, towards Busey? the end before yeah. they get on the plane and then do the skydive for real without the parachute. Yeah, the no. I mean, that just felt so. Forced. Have you ever jumped through the air whilst firing a gun going, ah? <laughs> exactly. Uh, why do all the hotshot rookie FBI agents always seem to drive classic American sports cars that are just slightly rusted out? Because he was driving like a classic, mm. like late 60s Mustang. Yeah. That was just like, I'm still working on it, man. Come on. I got it from a graduation, I got, bro. Yeah, I got it from a graduation. And it's it's still, it's still, it's a work in progress. People have picked on Keanu Reeves for his acting for decades, and I'm not. I'm not going to do that in this episode. No. Other than what I just mentioned, I'm going to stop. It's worth, worth picking on the movie it's, in general. It's, it's worth mentioning there at the top, and other than that, I'm going to leave it alone. I have plenty of other things to say about it. Um, <clears throat> I remember this being like the hot shit movie that year. It was. I mean, it made money. It was popular. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But it still never clicked for me to go. I want to see this film until. 2017 when I finally watched it and then I didn't take notes and then I rewatched it again I held on because I rented it through Netflix because they still do the DVDs and mail and I watched it a second time at least it came out I'm like you're watching this again I'm like yeah once we decided we were going to pair it with Roadhouse <laughs> we were going to do the duality of Patrick Swayze so this one he plays the bad guy and the next one he plays the good guy yeah so <laughs> She's like, I can't believe you're watching this for a second time. And I'm glad you mentioned Roadhouse. We're uh, we're we're trying some different things this season. I've I've done some slightly different note taking, and we're gonna we're gonna try something totally different with this episode. We're gonna have a guest in the second half of this mm-hmm. episode to talk about Nathan's already dropped the dropped the second movie. It's gonna be Roadhouse. We're gonna get their thoughts on on Roadhouse. But right now we're talking about Point Break and uh, a new thing that I've all right been... let's finish this up uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I didn't like it and uh, that's my it my final thoughts are it sucks uh, another new thing I've been trying this year is to just have random notes off on the margins of my uh, <laughs> of my regimented notes you have marginally random notes marginally marginally regimented marginalized notes and <clears throat> the note I have here is <laughs> it's written as it was as if it were on a script and it says Bodhi calmly back off war child seriously which one was War Child? I can't remember. I think it was the guy that was in uh, um, the uh, and Oz and uh, other stuff. I may have been. I don't know. I was thinking the Van Damme movie Cyborg. Maybe the guy with the ears. The, the, the eyes. guy with the ears. <laughs> yeah, that's you all with, of them. You with the ears. Yeah, now, the guy with, with the those ears. piercing eyes. I think that's War Child. Uh, that's the that's the most surferish line I've ever heard. Back off, War Child. I can't do a Patrick Swayze impression either. But back off, War Child. I was Seriously. really impressed with the. The, uh, the foot chasing, like that chasing on foot where the cameras actually follow. I'm like, it's a good use of steady cam and stationary where uh, Keanu is chasing Swayze mm-hmm. through the back alleys and through people's backyards and whatever, and then ends with him falling, hurting his leg, and ah, shoots off into the air. Yeah. That 
is a again, really well choreographed action sequence. Again, the action, I mean, it is the, amazing. The action sequences, the the extreme sports sequences. I mean, it has in this that. Movie are, the, I mean, you can tell that the Steadicam operators yeah. are having to keep up pace with running with Keanu, running with Patrick Swayze. Yeah. No, the, the, and that's what that's, works. That's what works in this movie. It's the well choreographed action sequences yeah. between the horse manure. <laughs> Filling. <laughs> With the exception of the Top Gun ripoff football game. <laughs> that is the hardest tackle into the ocean that I've ever seen. What, why? Whoa, bro. Bruh. Hey, bruh. What? <sighs> what is the point of that? <laughs> I don't know. Is Other it, than he's, is it he's just, just trying to prove a point. I think he's trying to get in. And I think it's to the point where it's almost extreme. Like, extreme. Is it to show that they aren't totally bad guys? Maybe. That they're just these flawed... They're just there to rob banks. We're not here to... Well, because they never kill anyone. Yeah, they're here until to rob Thor banks thing. and surf waves, and we're all out of waves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that down as a possible. Yeah, that is a possible. Uh, does Gary Busey have the biggest set of horse, te- horse teeth that you've ever seen? I thought in this you were going to say horse teats, and I was going to agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yes, horse teats and teeth. Teeth. <laughs> His chompers are just incredible. He's it's the only person that has ever come close to having chompers like his is his biological son, Jake. Mr. Ed. <laughs> Jake Busey, his son. Oh, Jesus. Um, My name is Jesus. Johnny Utah tossing his badge into the ocean in the final seconds of the film felt very dirty, Harry. It tried to feel dirty. We're, we are skipping feel... all around. I'm still on well, the football these are game. My, well, look, man, these are my first impression notes, and that's what I wanted to point out is just like it tries if to. If he was going to throw his badge in the ocean in Australia or England, wherever he is. Australia, because they don't surf in England. Yes, they do. My friend Jeff. Not in this movie. There's your shout out. Again, probably for the record third time, my friend Jeff with a shout out. If he was going to throw his badge in the water, why did he take it all the way to the bottom of the earth to do it? Why didn't he just leave it? Because uh, the camera crew followed him with him to the beach. <laughs> and they said, this is in the script where it says you're supposed to fling it into the ocean like, F this guy, he's going to die on the giant 50 foot wave anyway. So... Back to the football game. <laughs> no, back to the beginning. Back to the beginning of the movie. I don't know why I wrote that down. Johnny, uh, every time I read his name spelled this way, it pisses me off. It's just, Is it Johnny? Spelled? It's one H? Johnny with one, I'm sorry, Johnny one with one N. Oh. J-O-H-N-Y. <laughs> well, there's one H. You said earlier I did say H. I did say one H. Michael, that's how you spell Utah. Sorry. <laughs> Utah. <laughs> he catches him in the surf with that tackle Maybe that you, you just mentioned. just wrote it wrong. No, that's I I I looked it up. Mm, uh, Johnny it up. catches him in the surf with that tackle that you mentioned earlier, kind mm-hmm. of foreshadowing that he's the only one that can catch Bodie, either in a football game or or in the bank robbery, you know, world. Um, but it's like you said too; it also serves as a way for Johnny to get into their good graces and gain their confidence. The other thing that's when they notice that's when Patrick Swayze notices that he's famed. Was it Ohio State quarterback? I think so. Famed college quarterback Johnny Utah. Big U- big college, Big Ten, big something. So they know who he is now. Hey, man, don't you know this guy is Johnny Utah's quarterback for... 
Ohio State. And now he works for the Republican FBI. They didn't oh, put don't the, know that. No. How, but the, really? Yeah, well, like they that's, didn't. That's, that's a they didn't huge, do the research. That's a huge, huge oak tree. Hole. It's a huge oak tree to get around for me if you're a Leonard Skinner guy. It's a Skinner huge plot guy. hole of an oak tree or an oak tree of a plot hole. You choose. Um, and I've, I've said this before here. Um, well, it's, it's not so much an action shot, but the exterior shots she does at the beach. And you're from you're from SoCal. I don't know where this was filmed there, but there's that <clears throat> that really cool shot early on where it's, they're, they're at the beach. I think Johnny's at the beach, and then there's those smokestacks in the distance behind him. Mm-hmm. Where is that? I don't know. Okay. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> Maps of the Stars Eddie over here. <laughs> oh. oh, editing in real time is so fun. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll plug that in when we need to play other stuff. Yeah. So no, I don't know where anything is that they shot because it was probably closer to Los Angeles and I didn't live in LA. Okay. Not that it matters because. I'd... Did you live in Woodier? Whittier, Whittier. Whittier or Whittier. I didn't live in either. The next note, the next thing I have written in my notes is, is this done yet? God, <laughs> God, I hate surfers with the exception. Not you, Jeff, not you, Bill. You guys are aces. What doesn't work, Nathan, in this movie? Uh, let's see here. The Los Angeles surfer stereotype and surfer talk feels awkwardly and off- awfully dated. Now, while it's, Bruh. I mean, Bruh. it may have been somewhat accurate, it just feels silly to me. Personally. I think it was a bit of a put on. It felt I like don't... it was like, hey, you know what? This sandwich is amazing. You know, what <laughs> okay, so if the sandwich is amazing, what I'm going to do is I'm going to add three more slathers of mayonnaise mm. to really make it amazing. Amazing. And that's where it kind of shifts and makes me go, that's not everybody talks like that. No, the two, again, the two, the two surfers I know are from England and they definitely don't speak that way. Well, <sighs> what doesn't work for me is that this, this, it feels like two different movies. It's a crime movie. It's a bank robbery movie. It's a crime that we're watching. It's a it's a bank robbery movie, an FBI movie, or it's a surfer dude movie, and it can't decide which it wants to be. It tries to merge the two, and it just doesn't gel. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. There's that it factor. That's it's eggs or it's croutons or breadcrumbs or whatever is not in the recipe. It's not there, and it doesn't. The two the two stories. I've had this before. This doesn't have eggs. They, <laughs> remember an egg farmer in Point Break. Um, that was Napoleon Dynamite. That's um, my Nathan impression, by the way. <laughs> I'm Nathan. That was my Napoleon. <laughs> I've been doing that impression for 13 impression. years. <laughs> you just say their name. <laughs> just like Michael. I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> That's how do you do the impression of Michael Caine? By saying his name. I'm Michael Caine. My name's Michael Caine. My name's Michael Caine. Uh, they really went against type by casting Laurie Petty. I mean, they no, wasted Lori Petty in this movie. Well, they wasted Lori Petty, but you you have to realize too that they really went against like type because under I have a feeling if this had been directed by a man rather than a woman, it probably would have been a big-breasted bimbo that probably couldn't act very well. Sure. Lori Petty was fine; she was good, but they really shifted towards whoever it was that. That Johnny Utah with the one H or one N or whatever. <laughs> That's Johnny. One yeah. H, one N, bro. <laughs> one H, one N. 
uh, they really went against that cast type. I mean, it's she's uh, very I, independent. That's a good point. I didn't notice that. She's a good character, that. but she is not like your stereotypical drop dead gorgeous beach babe. Yeah, who sur- also surfs. That's I mean, granted, most most beach babes may not necessarily surf too. I don't know. It's not growing up in Southern California that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But it's not what they, you see in the movie. It's movies. not what you see yeah. in in most movies. I, I hadn't actually thought of that. I thought I thought it was very cool that a woman directed an action movie, right? And, and directed an action movie in the early '90s, and I, I never put those two together that she cast a real woman, a real woman, and a really good actress in that role. Uh, because I was sort of distracted by that they, she's sort of a, a shitty character. She gets shit on. She gets shit on, but she's. She's sort of just a means to an end, and the and the she's not. No, she's not a resolution. While yeah, she his, doesn't do his anything. Goal is to bed her. Get and her. Then... Well, his goal at the end is to try to save her. Sure. And while they come to that resolution at the end, after that skydive and they hug, you know that relationship is done. Is, is done. Because or as they would say, to her. Dunzo, bruh. Yeah. Well, that that relationship was all built off of a fake history that that Utah had created you know that his parents died now his parents didn't die yeah <clears throat> no they exactly they take all the time like you mentioned to cast the not blonde bombshell surfer big boob chick right good actress right knows her stuff mm-hmm. and then waste her on basically just being damsel in distress Basically, this this, all, this film almost feels kind of like a two-hour music video. It totally. has so Absolutely. much of an MTV vibe going yeah, totally. with it. I agree with that totally. I never really thought about it. They only I'm robbed like, two banks. Much? They only robbed two banks in this movie. But no, but they've robbed what twenty-seven. Twenty-seven in the last. But they two only years. show two. Bruh. In the two months, they spend way more time establishing them as this weird communal. Dude, bro. Commune? Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, bro, or whatever. Dude, bro, commune. <laughs> and I've got it written here. Plus, Johnny blows his cover. Stupid. What did, hold on, what did I put here? How did that dipshit not set himself <laughs> on fire after stabbing the lighter fluid bottle and pouring it on the on the wood before lighting it? <laughs> when they're at that bonfire? Yeah. I wrote that out. I'm like, how did he not set himself on fire? Because he's like, stabs it and badass he was I think night- it was right before their skydive he I was think, he was night was. surfing that was the guy that was in uh just surfing at night 15 year old daughter at the dean night surfer you know who that surfer was nathan no mitch Cumstein. <laughs> my college roommate <laughs> i hate you uh what was my last note uh, johnny utah is horrible at fighting he pretty much loses <laughs> every physical confrontation he's in he Bro, does. I'm pretty much horrible get, at fighting. He gets his ass beat by a nude chick in that house that they uh, <laughs> that where they, Anthony uh, Kiedis lives. Yeah, it's the Chili Peppers practice house where I get shot in the foot and go. Then he gets shot with. What's he get shot with in the foot? Is it just a gun? I think it's just a gun. I don't think it's a shotgun because my guess is if it was a shotgun, his foot would have been obliterated. <laughs> so. Uh, okay. So again, I mentioned Top Gun. It's like Top Gun, but with surfing. All right. So plot points and pacing. Are there any? Uh, I honestly said my original thoughts were: I think the movie moves well and it's evenly paced. However, it takes too long to introduce Bodhi. Totally. Um, totally. Swayze wrong. has a magnet uh, magnetism about him that really works, especially for this film, and it's really frustrating 
to have to wait almost 30 minutes for him to show up. That's a good point. I I, I mean, I, I think that first that. like 30 minutes really drags. Yeah, there's some director versus editorial choices, I think, made there. For some reason, she lets it breathe too much. I'd, I'd have to go back and watch it a third and maybe a fourth time to get really familiar with how it plays out, and I'm absolutely That's not, not going happening. to goddamn do that. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I think I rented this from Amazon because I didn't want a physical copy of it in my house, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably never going to watch it again. Um, let's see here. Uh, I have a couple of casting possibilities for uh, for Johnny Utah. Um, okay. Number one, Matthew Matthew Broderick. <laughs> That's weird. Number. This two. is what this is what you would do, right? <laughs> no. These were considered oh, for God. Johnny Utah. Oh, that's horrible. So, number one, Ferris Bueller, uh, after he's graduated college, if he finished college. Because um, it's by 91, he should be done with college if he went in the first place. <clears throat> or if he's just still dealing with slow. Skipping school. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer. I could see Val Kilmer. 91, possibly too old. Because he's supposed to be a hotshot rookie FBI oh, agent. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's almost at the age where he's playing um, Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Sure. Within a couple of years. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> maybe believable. Maybe. Um, and then lastly, the only one that might have worked if it hadn't been um, I have a guess. Keanu. I have a guess. Go ahead. Matt Dillon. No, but that might have worked, actually. But the only other person listed was uh, Johnny Depp. That Ugh. that might have worked. Johnny Depp Only if he had scissor hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Johnny Scissor Hands, bro. <laughs> it's going to make it hard to wax my board. Well, here's the other weird thing is at one point, Ridley Scott was actually listed oh, to direct the movie. Jesus. That would either have been... Really good or, or really, really bad. bad? Tony Scott. Well, that's a, that's a, this is almost a Tony Scott movie. Absolutely, it has that smoky, hazy Tony Scott signatures. And it could have used it could have used his editing too. Yeah, but it probably would have starred um, Denzel Washington. Yeah, and that'd have been badass. <laughs> that would have been. That's a kind of an interesting Johnny uh, Utah. I'm I'm taking right. I'm taking the uh, Is are you jumping to uh who you would have cast? Yeah, and I don't know you who know what? I, I don't know who I, I even had. Who but did I have? But Denzel. you know what Denzel beats all of them. Or 2005 because, Denzel Washington in this yeah, movie would have been a good um, Johnny Utah. And to hell with making them a hot shot rookie. It just make him No, just you know be what that works agent. because I actually left that blank. I said if you had to recast the lead and it just says there's nothing there. What I what I also wrote Denzel here Denzel Washington works. Really you could just cast everybody in the movie. Different, but I don't think I think it would have worked. You could cast you could cast 1992 Denzel in the against, role. especially against a type of um Patrick Swayze. I think that would have been much more of a conflict. Yeah. You could cast 2005 Denzel as the as Johnny Utah as well. What I actually wrote here cuz that one just that that one the Denzel thing just happened. That, that was uh uh I would flip-flop the roles. I would make Patrick Swayze the FBI agent and I would make Denzel the No. Would... <laughs> Johnny Utah. I would make Keanu Reeves Bodie. Okay. That's what I would have done. 
Yeah, and but I you know what? what I'll were... be honest with you. I don't think that would work because... It would have been too on the nose. Well, it would not have just been on the nose. I don't think that the type of character that Johnny Utah was being Patrick Swayze would have been fascinated and drawn in by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I'll take that. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I can be... Look, I'll, I'll be completely drawn in by the Namaste, Bodhi, New Age... Bruh. You know, Buddhist philosopher. Calm down, war child. Seriously. Exactly. But I can't see Patrick Swayze being drawn in by, whoa. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. Other trivia. Point Break was originally called Johnny Utah when Keanu Reeves was cast in the title role. With one Who in. wants to go see the movie Johnny Utah? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um let alone point break. Uh, the studios felt that the title said very little about surfing, and by the time Patrick Swayze was, was cast, the film had been renamed Riders on the Storm after the famous song by The Doors. I like it, and I hate it at the same time. Because it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, Riders on the Storm. Because they were adventurous, and yeah. they robbed banks, and they were surfers, and that works. But it's like, Jim Morrison's lyrics apparently had nothing to do with the film. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and so that title was rejected. And, and not until halfway through the filming that Point Break became the film's title because of its relevance to surfing. Is that a real place I in guess, Southern uh, California, Point Break? No. Reeves and Swayze had appeared together only once before and in the 1986 film called... I don't know. What is Youngblood? Apparently, they were in the same film. Huh. I didn't know that. Is that a hockey movie? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm adding it to my watch list did right you, now. Uh, yeah. Did you catch, there's a real quick, there's a toss-away line. <clears throat> He's, uh, Johnny is talking to, uh, it's got to be McGinley or... Uh, Bill Montana. <laughs> <laughs> but he says... Title. What's he's, the name he's, of your movie? It's Bill Montana. He's talking to uh, he's talking to somebody. Like he's tracing the movements of the gang, and he says uh, the first thing he he had lunch at Patrick's Roadhouse. Did you catch that? No, I mean that's funny. That's a fun. That's a good line. one. That I, is a good one. That's one of my favorite lines. A year in the later, movie. but so that movie had come out. Yeah, that's Patrick's. It's three. It's three years after Roadhouse. That's, is it three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It is three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's it's good. It's right like after that. Johnny figures out the uh, his new bros are the ex presidents for this um, half. Yeah, Last bit of trivia, alternate titles for this movie were... Oh, sweet. What? I only have two, and you already know them both. Damn it. Bill Montana's... Johnny Utah. (laughs) And Bill Montana's great (laughs) extravagance. Bill Montana was the second one. (laughs) Billy Montana. Uh, And Riders on the Storm. I put that at the end, realizing that I covered both before, and went, wow, that sucks now that I come to the end of my notes, when I already covered that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what is your favorite line or piece of dialogue? I don't. Did you uh, not have one? I love that Patrick's Roadhouse bit, and my favorite <laughs> is scene of, is um, just because it's so. You know, it's just three a, times it's a, a movie. You have no I idea. I feel what like it. they threw it in to take the piss out of Patrick Ooh. Swayze. Yeah, 
uh, just to say, hey, look, let's mention Roadhouse. Let's do it on camera and see if he notices. Ah, that'd be funny. Uh, but my favorite scene is, and I think I posted it on Facebook, it's it's Bodie dressed as Reagan, and he's got that gas pump, and he's just, it's barking fire. Oh, yes. That's a cool shot. That is a cool shot. That's just really dangerous to start with. And, uh, and you can tell it's him. You can see that it's Patrick Swayze behind that mask. You can see it's Patrick Swayze because of his eyes. Exactly. The fact that he did most of his stunts... Yes. The fact that the camera is on him when he jumps out of the plane, there's no way to really edit that. No. And I apparently he skydived like I don't know how many a numerous amount of times in order to get that comfortable. That's why I right. love Patrick Swayze. That's, that's dedication. That's called putting that's, in the work. Yeah. Like he and the surfing shots, those are him. The fighting shots, those are him. Yeah. The acting with the eyes, like that's well. The fighting shots make sense because he was a dancer originally, so mm-hmm. he knows uh, fight choreography. Fight choreography. We'll get into so. more of that later, right. in, in the uh, in the second half of this episode with uh, with Roadhouse, when we have our special guest. He he puts Patrick Swayze puts in a lot of work before the camera even starts. He again, he's not the best with like delivering lines and he but he's over not, not he's not the worst no absolutely not no but the worst is his co-star in the time you know he punches the the clock when he wants to put in what he wants to put yeah. in for what he wants to his do. his dialogue a lot of the times doesn't feel real but everything else he's doing is right and that's again i'm no actor i never have been i pulled up that information i thought i'd written it down in my trivia but yeah he had done a ton of hours on skydiving before they actually filmed so everything that you see outside of them being able to talk to each other, which apparently in the in some of the other trivia notes that I'd read said is is physically impossible that you cannot communicate via speaking to each other at 120 when, miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah. But the way they film that though, it looks incredible. It looks like they are falling from the sky and yeah. they are holding hands and doing their whatever acrobatic movements. Yeah. But it actually looks like they can communicate with each other. And you believe it. And you believe it. it. But um, my favorite line or piece of dialogue is from Gary Busey, that house raid where what's his name gets his, uh, Anthony Kiedis gets his uh, his foot shot off. Speaking to the microphone, squid brain. (laughs) Which is him, I guess, holding his gun to a crook. And yeah, that's what he wants to say. Uh, what's my line here? Uh, just wing it, Gary. All, All right. right, go roll. Speaking to the microphone, good brain. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite line or a favorite scene? No, my my favorite scene was the Reagan. Initially, my favorite scene thing. was the chase scene on foot. That's a great scene. When I rewatched it, I which wrote, comes after the when I rewatched it though, torch in the car is the two skydiving scenes are really incredible. Especially, I mean, it's hard for me to kind of let go of reality and f- just feel like you're in the moment and you're watching the movie. Sure. But if I had been in the theater in 91 and watching this for the first time and going, all right, when does Patrick Swayze show up? <laughs> and after getting past that point, when um, when Johnny Utah just goes, and then he just jumps out the plane and just James Bonds it down. I mean, to James him? Don- James Bonds it down to him. I'm like, that's crazy, and you believe it to a degree. You know, it looks real, it feels mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. 
regardless of the movie as a whole, but that feels real when he's just, he's got that giant, like, Magnum 44 <laughs> in his hand, and he's just going down. I'm going to find Bodie. Bodie. I'm going to catch him in the surf. Or the floor, <laughs> or the ground. <laughs> the floor. <laughs> My, f- that's probably, it's it's a toss-up between the skydiving and that that foot race. What would you the camera following? If you could wave a magic wand, what would you change? Uh, what did I put here? Uh, I struggle with Keanu Reeves as the lead. I struggle a little with Laurie Petty as the love interest. And while it works on many levels, there are some scenes that just they eat away at me. And sometimes it feels like they don't have the right chemistry. Correct. Other scenes, it works really well. It's just really hard for me where I would have. That, that magic wand in the film to just change one thing. One thing. <laughs> but that chemistry between, I think, Keanu and Laurie Petty's characters, just, it feels like, it almost is a disservice to her character. Totally. Because she's gullible enough to fall for him, even though he's feeding her lies. Yeah. And that's probably the one thing I would change it it demeans her character in the film. Like, are you really that stupid? Yeah. It kind of feels that way. Sure. I think a lot, <clears throat> a lot could be done by editing the film. I, I think I, I think ten fifteen minutes probably could have been. It could. Taken it would out. still It'd probably play better. It would still be not an awesome film, but it would be way better and way more. I don't believe in the term guilty pleasure. I think the Dave Grohl thing is actually quite poignant. The way he says is, "I don't believe in guilty pleasures. If you like Kesha song, let's do a Kesha song." Yeah, kind of thing. I've said it for years. If I yeah. like, I like. If Mich- I like something, if I, I like, like Michelle Branch, I like Michelle Branch. I don't feel the least bit bad about it. It's I like what I like. And however, if it's Britney Spears, we need to have words. Um, <laughs> you could trim this. You could trim, like you said, ten or fifteen minutes out of this down to a yeah. quote unquote guilty pleasure movie, and it still wouldn't be awesome, but it would be serviceable. Maybe it'd only be twenty minutes to Patrick Swayze rather than twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you could take that ten. You know, it, it would be it would be throughout throughout the entire movie, but just just. Editing. It's like they left too much in. Yeah, I and agree. Because it's a it's that's what I would a two change. hour movie, and it feels. It's like you said. Like there's drags and there's in. too much. There's too much elsewhere to change that would make it. That there's too much elsewhere to change that one thing or over the other would make it a better movie. But editing all of the crap down to lesser crap, I think, would be. <laughs> Better. But it's not mushy. It's compact and hard. It's a bread. You can turd. easily pick them up. It's a bread turd, not a pudding turd. Um. Can you uh, provide a uh, a better or comparable recommendation of the same genre? I'll be honest with you. My recommendation was Speed. Hmm. But the only reason why I picked it is that I'm pretty sure I'd rather watch Speed again than rewatch Point Break. <laughs> Heat, Jackie Brown, Die Hard, Fish Called Wanda, Reservoir Dogs, Usual Suspects, Ocean's Eleven. You want me to keep going? No, that's okay. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Does it still hold up? And then final thoughts. Uh, well, I have a pretty large video library, and a lot of my films are from the 80s and 90s. For some reason, I just never got around to watching this film. And I might have seen it maybe 20 years ago, and but it's a little fuzzy. And while I was never familiar with the premise and the iconic images of the ex-president's bank robbers, 
the surfing, the skydiving, but this film just it doesn't hold any special place in my heart Correct. For, sure. for the films that I grew up watching. And it should have hit that note if it really did. If it really did, you would have heard a completely different set of opinions. Set of opinions, <laughs> and, and you would have heard a completely different episode than what we're talking about right now. The live action in camera stunt photography is spectacular, especially the skydiving is is incredible. I mean, you know, when you suspend your disbelief, the skydiving scenes represent some of the most intense scenes in the entire movie. Does Utah even have a parachute in the first jump? And clearly <laughs> he doesn't have one to catch Bodie in the second jump. But I mean if you let go and just watch the action, se- action sequences for what they are, I mean, it's it's pulsing. You know, it's pulsing. Yeah. You're tense. Yeah. You're holding on to something. But the story in between all, all of those is just, yeah. I, I am holding on to something. Hope that the story will get better. And it doesn't. And it doesn't. And then Bodhi eats it in a 50-foot wave. <laughs> I have a couple. Was that was that all your final thoughts? Um, it works on a primal level. It seeks that adrenaline high, but just on a very basic level, it doesn't. There's no depth to it. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of notes. It just it's a one noter, and I'm like, oh. can you change? No. Uh, <laughs> as an action drama, it's above average, but for some reason, it just it doesn't reach that pinnacle of like holy s. That's Amazing. Let's let's watch it again and and again and and again. It's well structured, but the characters do exactly what they need to do to push each other in the in the direction that they need to go. But in the end, it it, it kind of ruins both both stories. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, which is why I guess the ending does work when reexamining reexamining it. You know the. Bodhi play he pays the ultimate price for the ultimate high by dying at the hands of the superstorm, and Utah eventually quits his job. But how in the hell did he keep it in the first time <laughs> due to the bank robbery that yeah he let recorded he's a shit before. agent he let his per- he's horrible he let his perpetrator go two yeah. times on he purpose. fell in love with a dude <laughs> in a in the most heterosexual way possible but. Bruh. He fa- but he fell in love with a criminal dude, and it ruined his career. I was like, I enjoyed the movie. It plays as a cable. It plays well as like kind of a cable movie. You know, I can see coming across this film and stopping, but that doesn't mean that I'll seek it out anytime soon. Do you think Roach pooped his pants when he died? <laughs> I think he did. Somewhere over the Baja Desert, <laughs> there's a burrito poop. There's a burrito poop that fell out of that guy's dungarees onto the desert floor Is and that landed. The one that was already dying. He was. <laughs> I'll see you in hell, Utah. Not before I shit my pants on my way down, though. <laughs> also, coastal Australia looks a lot like coastal Oregon. It is. I don't know. I didn't look it up, but it could be. Good eye, mate. Welcome to Eugene, Oregon. That's my terrible. Aussie accent. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to get to before I hit final thoughts on this? Sure don't, because my final thoughts are when you're done, I'm going to go pee. Okay. Well, I won't, I, won't, I won't keep you. There's more than a few misfires in this, and there's more than a few miscastings. There's two 
there's too much long versus short, not engaging enough. Patrick Swayze is a far better actor than Keanu Reeves, and they tried to cram too much early 90s extreme sport crap into this movie. What was his name? Dan what? Dan Cortez? It sure is. It, it, Wearing a bandana. It could have been a serviceable heist flick uh, based on a modicum of editing. Choices were made. This is what we got. So deal, brah. Coming up next, we're going to get into Roadhouse, and toward the toward the end, we're going to have a special guest, so you want to stick around for that. We will uh, see you right after this trailer. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. Patrick Swayze is... Dalton. I thought you'd be... bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How does a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. If somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't be rude. Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're going to go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? Worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. (laughs) But there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. Aren't you guys tired? Doc, I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my town. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> you got your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Did that line of work? I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse. This is a Christmas movie for you, correct? <laughs> it's just a Christmas, movie, Christmas but this movie. This is a movie you play at Christmas. Yes. I know you've posted it several years in a row on Facebook going, I don't know what you guys watch at Christmas time, but this is what we watch. Around these here are, at the Yost House. These are Christmas movies, and Roadhouse is in that collection, along with Die Hard and a few others. Smokey, uh, right? Smokey and the Bandit. Yep. Die Hard. Yep. The Force the, of One featuring Chuck Norris. Norris. Right. Okay. Lone Wolf McQuaid also featuring Chuck Norris. Which one's the newer edition? Because we talked about the Force before. of One. Is that the one that it actually the... happens at Christmas. Okay, yeah. that's the one that has yeah. that white Christmas tree that you said Christmas, Christmas AF. AF. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing of note is what's your drink? What's your poison there, I'm, dude? I'm still uh, I'm still on the I'm drinking Coors Light. I just grabbed um, a PBR because I figured initially Bud Light was going to be my choice. We went with a different movie selection at the time. PBR seems to be an appropriate selection of what a patron at the Double Deuce would drink. I think they would PBR, Budweiser, Budweiser, Bud Light, or Miller Light would probably be the norm. Um, something else of note for this episode. I have two completely different sections of notes. Oh, I, I, I did. You, I did, did one. Notes to- <clears throat> we decided what we were going to do for season two, right. and I thought I can knock a couple of these out okay. uh, just from memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roadhouse being one of them, and I, I banged out some notes. And then we thought, nope, let's let's just pump the brakes. And then I forgot that I took the first set of notes, <laughs> and then watched Roadhouse and took another set of notes. So I put it to you, Nathan Eddie. 
A or B? Which section of notes would you like me to use? I want uh, C, both. Okay. <laughs> I was going to do both anyway. <laughs> I've already got them laid out. You've seen it on Facebook. Uh, a and B and A and B C. equals C. Uh, so <laughs> my brief synopsis when I was writing these down. New sheriff in I, town. Before I started changing, we cha- kind of changed our format. Uh I was writing down formats or synopsis for some of the films, and this was the last one that I did. And I said, from the stage manager of Growing Pains and the best boy of Nightmare on Elm Street comes the action-packed roundhouse kicking adventure like no other roadhouse. Because I looked up um, Rowdy, was it? Rowdy Rowdy Harrington. Rowdy Rowdy Harrington, and apparently he was the stage manager of Growing Pains. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the best boy of Nightmare on Elm Street, and so I just like ah, that's kind of funny. Those are uh, that's that's far better than the trivia that I <laughs> that I called for this episode because I didn't call any other trivia, but for some reason I just felt like to be a, a douche about it initially, and then once I rewatched it for the first time in probably ten twelve years. I, mean, I found it on Hulu, and then I purposefully bought it after the fact, going, you know what? I don't dislike this movie as much as I initially thought I did from, yeah. you know, 8, 10, 12 years ago. It's, I've kind of come full circle <clears throat> where I saw it. I kind of liked it. And then I was like, this is stupid. And then I come back around again going, I kind of I, I kind of li- <laughs> like this again. I don't know why. I'm like, Dalton is the best... Damn professional cooler in the business, traveling from city to city like a nomad, a modern era gun for hire, brought in to turn around the failing establishment, the double deuce. Dalton discovers that there's more to this dirty, rough and tumble bar than meets the eye. What Dalton soon discovers is that the sleepy little dirt road of Jasper, Missouri is being strong armed by a rich ascot wearing douchebag who will stop at nothing to keep this town within his clutches. Jackie Treehorn. <laughs> Jackie Treehorn. <She's laughs> that's that's very close to like women. It's <laughs> very close to what I have. There's a new sheriff in town. Uh almost literally. Uh we'll go, get into it a little bit more in the trivia section. When it in 1988 sheriff translates to cooler. <laughs> the best damn sheriff in the business. Right. Uh, but yeah, the guy from Emergency, uh, he retired from the fire service, and he now owns a bar just outside Kansas City. <laughs> That's, yeah, he was from Emergency. That's what every time I bring that up, Lisa's like, "You've told me that before. every other time you see this guy." He's this. also he's also John Locke's dad. And, um, oh, that's right. And uh, Nick Andopoulos' dad from Lost. Freaks I and completely Geeks. forgot he was John Locke's dad in that one episode. Yeah, uh, he but he owns this little shithole, violent little shithole barn. Or bar, whichever. It is a bar in a barn, almost, is what it looks like. And he's tired of all the violence, and I don't know why he doesn't just... Accept it? Or <laughs> just close down? Because you got to think about how often... It's excessively... Dude, someone throws, excess- a, someone throws a beer bottle at a blind man playing the guitar. Enough that you have to have chicken wire up. Yes. Is time for you to reconsider... Your life and your maybe sell it, maybe close it down, sell it, and move move somewhere else. Well, yeah, you got to think about how much furniture, how much money do they spend on a <laughs> daily occurrence by replacing tables and chairs only, nothing else, just tables and chairs. Well, mirrors, mirrors got busted. Well, mirrors Windows. got busted, but I'm just going on the basic ev- <clears throat> evidence of every time. A, I'm a bouncer. What are you going to do? I'm going to lift him up over my head and then throw him onto the next available table that will most likely break into toothpicks. 
I mean, what's the best way to fight violence? Uh, with violence. Violence well, with violence. And arrogant stoicism. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever realize that Jasper seems to uh, pretty much have the a really high population for a town that only seems to have like a general store built in the 1890s? A two-car dealership, a hospital, the Double Deuce, and two homes separated by a river. <laughs> uh, in addition to those things and their shitty, shitty bar, I, I did notice that Jasper, Missouri, right, also has some very nice Southern California mountains. It does. The majestic- because it was all filmed in like the Bakersfield area or whatever, I think. The, it was the, way, way I always say, close to the desert. When watching Roadhouse, <clears throat> I always mention the majestic mountains of... California of central Missouri (laughs) or eastern Missouri the Ozarks (laughs) that's legitimate Missouri again I'm bouncing back and forth between two different sections and notes so 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 how's that going for you it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty good Uh, I'm watching or reading my two different I love the color scheme of the credits it's very like that purple neon oh yeah it's so late 80s the DP of who did this movie also did Back to the Future Really? Yeah. That kind of feels... I, okay. Dean Cundy, there's, if, huh. if he has the opportunity to show like a sheening like light, like move across like a mirrored image... Time machine. Or time machine or a guitar <laughs> or something like that. I mean, or a blade on a boot, which is in this one, he's going to oh, show it. Oh, yeah. That is very much one of his staple moves as a cinematographer. And I completely forgot about that until I was watching it the other day. I went, oh, that's the same DP as Back to the Future and Romancing the Stone and Apollo 13. And he did a few other hmm. things and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I was like, holy crap. And then I th- thought about some of his little tropes and things that he does like on a lot of films. And if he can show that kind of light reflection off of something that's super reflective, like a mirror or sure. something that's very similar in that. It's almost like that car show showboating kind of feel to it and i <clears throat> i initially didn't realize that that's something that he did a lot until i started examining certain things because that's like yeah, the first yeah. name when it came to somebody other than the writer and director i started paying attention sometimes to the cinematographer because he did a lot of stuff for john carpenter in the earlier years he did halloween he did the thing okay and so that if he sense. can show that light reflecting off of something that's super shiny it's gonna happen that's in at least MO. one take very cool um <laughs> jasper is sort of painted as the kind of town where i grew up and we had a couple of little i wouldn't call them dive bars i guess maybe yelp yelp might call them dive bars but they weren't <laughs> it just it's it's a it's a blazing saddles amount of violence that happens in it's this most bar definitely every it's, night. It's excessive, and to the point where it's like these guys still come back every night or every weekend what, yeah. to do the same shit every weekend. Man, remember last Saturday when Ricky threw that bottle at that blind guitar player? Man, <laughs> let's, was, let's see if he does it again, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. That's that's what's always so uh, not baffling. It's what's it's funny to me. It's a comic amount of violence. Ha ha, violence. No, but <laughs> <laughs> the pacing of the movie is good. I think mm-hmm. it sets it up that first. I'm, let me back up. We mentioned in a, in a pick six episode a while back. Um, the bartender never gets killed. killed. The uh, 
the music that ramps up mm-hmm. that really brings you into that scene is Tito and the Tarantulas. And, and it's the same it's the same band same it, band or at least same s- several members including the lead singer at the beginning of this when they're at they're, the I think they're the, from Texas originally yeah at the beginning of, of Roadhouse in mm-hmm. the bandstand and uh, we talked in it's that. the first it's the opening credit sequence right yeah yeah it's wherever it is that he's in New York the, is that where it is that's okay license, that's where he's supposed to be oh, license right. place yeah. it okay. could be I don't know where it is because it that's could Bo, be anywhere but that's that's Bo Diddley not, that, that, yeah the the guy outside the what I look like a valet? That's Bo Diddley. Oh, I didn't. Re- oh, valet. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that was Bo Diddley. But his license plate on the BMW says, says New York. Says New York. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's Tito and the Tarantulas, and that's uh, that's just a great whole intro scene because it kind of well it pulls you from the outside world into Dalton's weird little world of bouncing and bouncing and high wearing World War Two veteran mulletry like. And- pants up to his nipples you ever realize how high his pants are oh yeah oh yeah yeah they're another scra- thing i they're scraping the nips right there <laughs> is when uh is when tillman frank tillman john Locke's dad, the okay. guy from emergency turns up at the beginning of the movie to recruit dalton he arrives in a limousine oh that is right it does say like airport limo or that like says right? airport limo on the airport door Airport limo <laughs> And the second thing I noticed, or the third thing, rather, I noticed in that beginning scene is that girl that gets out of the Lamborghini or whatever in the heels yeah, almost eats shit because she doesn't know how to walk in heels. I never caught that. I realized I caught the, the heels, but I didn't realize she almost trips. Go back and watch it. Okay. She, she bibbles it. I don't know how to walk in high heels. I've only done it three or four times. Just a few? But uh, You know enough. I know enough the to be you, yeah. clumsy. But it's, it's the, as far as pacing goes, it's it's a longer movie. It's... Uh, you usually clock the time. It's a it's just under two hours, but not by much. Doesn't feel like it though. Everything is nothing feels too long to me. It to me it felt a little long when I watched it the first time. The second time not as much. Yeah. Okay. To me it felt like a ninety minute movie that was stretched out over two hours. But it everything's allowed to breathe, but it's not too it's not too open. And right. unlike Point Break, you meet Patrick Swayze at about the two minute mark, which is instead. Better than the twenty four, and mark. and you meet his mullet at the same time. <laughs> My first impression notes: Who still carries a switchblade? <laughs> Come on, mother! <laughs> they, it turns <laughs> everything in this movie. Every it turns switch, on a dime. Every possible it just turns so fast slight, it turns on a nickel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every slight disagreement is is immediately it, met with, with swift and blinding violence. violence. Yes. <laughs> Hey, don't don't pee in the sink, man. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, here's a question. Shirt. Why does Brad Garrett? Why does he own Bigfoot? Does he own Bigfoot or Bigfoot? Somebody or does is, he know someone that owns Bigfoot? Someone in his employ. Let's be realistic. Someone in his employ owns drives Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Drives it around the town. Why? Everybody hates that douche. <laughs> and he parks. Yeah. I, uh. Yeah. I don't know. I have so many questions. I don't... Why does he want to... Is he like a big fish in a small pond? Jackie Treehorn? Ben oh, Garrett? Absolutely. Brad Garrett? Was he in what? Vietnam War? Something like that? His grandfather was in the Korean War. Okay. Ask everyone. I got the photo mat here. The laundromat. That prove it. The floor mat. Why is he shaking down this little town? How much money... Weird. How much could he possibly make? I can't imagine with only having like two storefronts... Uh, a shit run bar 
and a donut shop, you know, two homes separated by a river. <laughs> There's not a lot going on in Jasper, and they're not that far from Kansas City. No, I don't understand the need to run the town and to hold everybody pretty much by the purse strings. Yeah, I. What I mean, he's selling. He's selling. What is he getting out of it? That's what I don't understand. Other than having extravagant, lavish parties where everybody comes in at the end of the night, which I'm assuming if. If uh, the cooler is home, chilling, ready to go to bed, it's got to be three or four in the morning. At best. So everybody coming in at Brad Wesley's to go, woo, and then jump into the pool, <laughs> taking off, you know, their clothes and women showing off the titties, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, <laughs> let's jump in the water. I I don't get how or what he's providing to this town that's causing it to be able to survive he's in the not, first place. Yeah, he's not he's, it's, it's not it's, like a like a good mob shakedown. He doesn't It's not like he owns three manufacturing companies that we've all seen working. That just Maybe his twin brother, Jackie Treehorn. Maybe he's the money. Dun Making, dun uh, dun. Adult films. <laughs> Trivia. Okay, here we go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's uh, we we kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, I said a new sheriff in town. It's based right. on the plot of old westerns. Okay, where the town's unruly. And, Absolutely, and it is definitely a modern western. Sure, retelling. sure. And um, a lot of the names were used from uh, old west stories. Um, Garrett, Jackie Treehorn, and Jackie Treehorn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dalton, uh, Doc. Um, the female doctor, Brad Garrett. Doc. Yep, they were they were after uh, named after characters from from the from the legit old west. Uh, Miho, Mi, <laughs> Miho Johnson. Yeah, Sheriff Miho Johnson. Yeah, from, I decided that I'm going to start calling you Miho because you know I'm a little bit older than you. I got more gray hairs, and it sounds kind of cool. How you doing, Miho? Uh, back in the day when TV was still a thing. Not TV Netflix. is still a thing. TV is still a thing, but you it's now stream. People don't watch TV anymore. Uh, but back in the day, whenever um, Bill Murray would be near a television and Roadhouse would be on, he would call Kelly Lynch's husband to say that he was watching Patrick Swayze bang his wife, <laughs> which I think is I think is pretty funny. That is kind of funny. I did not know that. Uh, I can't remember the uh, can't remember her husband's name, but he calls him Miho. Miho, yeah, uh, Miho Lynch. <laughs> Here's a, here's a here's an odd here's an odd bit of trivia. Do you know what? The, do you know a what the last line of this movie is, and b who says it? Oh wait wait wait! Is it the idiot who got tackled by a polar bear? It's that's him. That's the line, right? Okay, what is the line? Polar bear fell on me. Yeah, that's that is the last line. I was thinking about that the other day. I didn't really. It didn't register that the last line for a, for a is movie from, that tries to be so poignant about violence and philosophy at times. A polar bear fell on me. Polar bear fell on me. It's <laughs> another an, another thing you probably don't remember this because how many times have you seen this? Two, four there's times, that, there's four or five times. I would that, say there's but that sequence recently. Two before that, it's been a there's, good. There's a years. before the Jeff Healy music video over the. Over the credits, mm-hmm. right, or be- under be- the credits, or be- yeah, between Polar Bear fell on me and the Jeff Healy thing, there's the <laughs> skinny dipping scene. Yes, and I, I think I directed- the river between the two homes of Jaggy Treehorn <laughs> or Brad Wesley and Santa Claus and Santa right. I, I, I think I directed you to watch that again. I did not because I completely forgot. <sighs> I hope someone listening 
notice is what I've noticed every time I've watched this. There's a third person in that shot. Okay, you said that. They're just sitting on the bank of the river or the lake or whatever while she's in the water naked and Dalton is running and jumping into the water naked. Okay. Who the hell is watching them skinny dip? The only that thing, dude, apparently. The only thing that I can think of that is the most acceptable is that it's Cody, the blind, white, dead, now dead guitar player. Because he's not, he's not watching. He's them. not seeing anything. He's listening. He's, to just, them. he's just hanging out. Sounds like y'all are having a good time. <laughs> Sounds, the tides come in, I can tell. <laughs> Smells like the tides come in. <laughs> What about what's it sound like? Dalton, that sounds like you got a boner. <laughs> Dalton, it's time for you to go home. <laughs> it's time for you gentlemen to leave. Oh uh, shit! Uh, back to some trivia on this. Uh, Patrick Swayze injured his knee um, in okay. the fight scene. Which one? Uh, the big, the big one at the end when he rips. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one? The one between right between the beginning of the movie and right at the end. That where he says, "I'm I fuck like you guys like you in prison." That guy. You're such an asshole. Yeah, that scene. Um, like he legit. I forget what shot it was. You can see it in the movie, but he gets his knee injured and kept having to have water drained off of it to the point where he had to turn down. How does he get water? I don't need swimming too much. Is it not like something else other than water? He turned down the lead in Predator 2 and Tango and Cash. I'm not sure which one he was going to be. Probably Cash. But that caused him to take a... The non-Stallone uh, role is my guess. It, but having to turn down those two fairly large action movies caused him to take the lead role in a very small, uh, small, more different movie called, called Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> I can't Remember. dance in this movie. Is that all right? <laughs> but I yeah. get killed, right? Okay. <laughs> you die in like the first 10 minutes. Excellent. You're going to be a ghost throughout the, the rest. Is right? Beetlejuice in it? No. Excellent. No. Shit. Uh, I think that was a good move on his part. Because Predator 2 sucked and Tango and Cash <laughs> And sucked. I'm sure he cleared a huge paycheck for Ghost. Yeah. He because got... that made a bajillion dollars. Arguably, it's one of the it's the crowning point in his, or at least if not Dirty Dancing, it's yeah, gross. Danning, yeah, Danning, Dancing, <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Um, the original cut of Roadhouse was like uh, seven hours. It was two and a half hours. Good God! A lot of the cut scenes made it into the trailer, and then into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think, unlike Point Break, okay, Roadhouse is able to blend the action and non-action scenes. The characters are more developed. All right. And I think it, it it's a more cohesive movie. The thing I made with my iPhone last week where I got drunk and filmed action figures is a more cohesive movie than Point Break, in my opinion. But Jeff Healy, uh, blind from 18 months old, and a guitar player from the age of three. If you didn't feel bad about yourself, you should feel bad about that. He learned to play the guitar backwards. On his lap. On his lap. Without eyes. Without eyes. Or eventually his eyes were actually removed because I think he had some type of cancer that required at some point for them to actually surgically remove his act, Is that what that was? Physical eyes. Okay. The fight scene next okay. to the river with uh -huh. uh, him and not Chris Sarandon. <laughs> it does kind of look like Chris Sarandon's son, doesn't it? <laughs> that took 71 takes. Were they both... The I mean, roundhouse? They were, the error everything? All of it. 71 takes. That's a lot of takes. That's a lot of takes. That's how he injured his knee. It was the, I think, Well, getting... that, it's pretty adventurous for him to just run and... Kia! Yeah. Yeah. We say that so much in this house. And 
especially during that shot. Kia! Okay, let's let's jump back. Um, Dr. Clay's enormous glasses, or Doc, (laughs) and current hairstyle when she shows up at the Double Deuce are worse than Dalton's mullet. (laughs) I mean, seriously, because they're like... You're not going to mention her picnic table dress? Well, actually, no, but that is important to mention, regardless. But I... in fact, the fact that Dalton's mullet works because it's just long enough and feathered, yes. and his is just past that cusp of trash. Oh, it's tufty. It's tufty. It's, it's yeah. Do you like the uh, the morning tai chi? You don't. During the sun. Oh, I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because Lisa was like, "This is like, this is like tai chi sunrise." She's like, "That's what this movie should be called." Not a Don Henley song. It's tai chi sunrise. <laughs> I'm like, that's better. I like that tai chi sunrise. <laughs> yeah, when I hear, yeah, like when I hear, I expect you to be taller. Like, Opinions vary. I never understood that line. You what, still don't. I mean, I underst- I understand it, but like, why it's such a like? It's like a they play it in the movie like it's, it's an a, opinion. They play it in the movie like it's such a mic drop line. Like he just faced, yeah, that dude. Like and I it's showed like, you. I'm like, it's really just. I'm proud of my moves body. On. I'm, I'm proud of my on. body. I'm only five ten, but I'm not six five. But because the the guy that I've. Terry something is a pro wrestler's name. That he tells him there's always barber college. This is it me or does Brad Wesley hire the stupidest effing idiots in Jasper County? Because oh, you would a, think it's not a deep bench, man. Like, well, no, it's not a deep bench. But you would think maybe he should spread his resources out to, to maybe the, Kansas City, where there's a known mob presence, or the remaining like state, rather than just <laughs> the city or the county. Because they never learned their lesson, and yet never. they come back again and don't learn their lesson to come back again. Here's the question. Okay. Where's the FBI? <laughs> Where's the... Not even just FBI. Where's the law enforcement? Anybody. Yeah. You don't need a bouncer. No, no, no. You need they police. Own, this city only has like a bar, two storefronts, and two... Houses. Hey, there's a hospital. There are part. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. A hospital and two houses that are separated between the river. There's no police station in Jasper City. It's oh, whatever hey. county, and they're like, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fight every night. We're not even going to go down there. We, we used to. We used to send a unit down there every Friday and Saturday, but they just got the shit beat out of them, so we don't even bother anymore. Just fuck them. I don't know if you talked to this guy. I think he was an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a we're not going <laughs> that bit where oh, Red's auto parts store is on fire. Yes, and Dalton goes running to a presumably just roundhouse kick the fire out of existence. Well, that's what I was gonna do. Did you notice how quick that that ambulance just comes screaming through the scene and leaves? That, but it's like that. It's a breakneck speed. Like you're going to, <laughs> the fire is right there. Well, it bo- knows the explosion is coming. <laughs> <laughs> like that ambulance could have killed someone. Punch it, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man. Uh, uh, how do you find the best damn cooler in the business? Uh, by contacting Sam Elliott first. <laughs> Because, I mean, think about this. You think they called him first? Does Sam Elliott have a mullet or does he have just long hair? He's got long hair. Because it's everywhere. He's Ghost Rider hair. Right? Yeah. 
It's everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. He doesn't. He has no mullet. He's because it's kind of initially it's halfway now, in between depending on how he wears it. What, he kind of pulls it up, or it's not really man bun, but it's like a ponytail on top of his head, almost. You know? Yeah, it's like a like a, a samurai thing. Yeah. Almost. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. Um, that doesn't bother me, but his pubes do. I don't need to see. Why doesn't he wear underwear? He 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 has a job where he has to have a lot of like movement. That has to. He's wearing just jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Mike, do you have to go commando all the time, Doc? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> and also, dude, yeah. there's nothing wrong with manscaping a little it's, bit. It's okay. Keep that shit under control. Well, in '88, they didn't do that. Yet. Um. Uh, uh, this 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 session of notes has so many questions. This is more, wait, more oh, regimented. Oh, do you have more? I'd love how the monster truck destroys every single station wagon left in the county. Again, that they were showcased in the Ford dealership. That is a federal crime. <laughs> Where the fuck is the FBI? That was a budgetary decision, right there. And there's also no roof on the building. Oh, I didn't even think about that. For lighting purposes. I think what bothered me about this movie more than anything that what kind of dated it is the fact that the score was done by Michael Kamen. Yeah. Who did Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. And S&M with Metallica. Yeah, that's true. That's the CD, not the sex act. <laughs> that was later. <laughs> that was... Before after. he died. But yeah, it, when listening to the action sequences, the music notes of those action sequences make me think of Die Hard and Lethal Weapon and then I looked at it and went, oh! That's why they all sound familiar, because they were all done by the same composer. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Plot points of pacing are put. There's about 90 minutes of film here that's been stretched out to almost two hours of screen time. The film is about, is all about the bar fights just to fill time, and while there's kind of like an enjoyable level like of like guilty pleasure of watching the bar fights... Some are just drawn out a little too long, for my preference. And Wesley's henchmen spent too much time going back time and again to intimidate Dalton to absolutely zero effect. Those are my, like... What doesn't work? Well, that and specifically that and, like, just the pacing going, come on, man. Uh, to- Your nose has been broken three times <laughs> in 12 hours. Maybe sit a couple plays out, champ. You want some trivia? Yeah. A lot of police departments actually show the be nice sequence. Okay. As evidently not lately, but uh, they show it as a uh, how to interact with people. Be nice until the time to not be nice, and then sh- I, shoot the guy seventeen times. Be nice until not be nice, then kill him. The uh, the sequence where the ambulance blows through uh, when Red's place blows up cost twenty five thousand dollars to film. I didn't enter that into the inflation calculator for what that would cost in today's money, but two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Beetlejuice time is almost the same time. So it would be about fifty grand to blow that up today. All right. Um, personal trivia: This is my wife's favorite movie. What doesn't work? What there are almost work? too many instances where Dalton should have reached a tipping point, yet waits until <clears throat> until his friend is stabbed in the chest with a hunting knife with very little blood around the body, mind you. Before he decides to completely destroy his 1987 Mercedes-Benz 560 SEC Coupe with a sticker value of $68,000. In 88 money? In 87 dollars. 
in the most pointless diversion I've honestly ever seen. Tails again. <laughs> Red's shop is destroyed by whatever appears to be... Or, excuse me. Red's shop is destroyed by what appears to be 3,000 pounds of dynamite. <laughs> Nothing. No response. A monster truck destroys the Ford dealership and all remaining station wagons in existence within the con- within the continental United States. <laughs> nah, no nothing. More, no more mom They burn down Emmett's home. Eh, whatever. Dalton fights Jimmy to the death, ripping out his throat, which was, of course, foreshadowed. Because they talked about it. Tore his throat right out. Tore his throat right out. My response, ain't my problem. Leaves Wade alone, beat to shit, at the bar to check on Doc. Wade is murdered in his absence. Now it's on. (laughs) They've killed my best friend. That's the tipping point. Why did it take so long? Do you have a favorite line or scene? (laughs) I do. You know. I've got three. Okay, let me play my, I'll say mine first. And then, I said, you know. When I came to this town after Korea, there was nothing. I brought the mail here. I got the 7-Eleven. I got the photo mat here. Christ, GC Penny is coming here because of me. You ask anybody, they'll tell you. <laughs> the mail. Yeah, JC Penny. <laughs> Boy, it was a sad day before Brad Wesley turned up. I couldn't get a birthday card from my grandma. Never, no, sir. Now I get it every year <laughs> on my birthday. But or now right, she's dead, or thereafter. Um, I have. It's it's hard for me to pick a favorite because this one, uh, it's. I do feel like I've sounded like I think of this movie as The Godfather or Citizen Kane. I don't. This is a bad movie. It's a good bad movie. It's an excellent bad movie. Yes. Uh, it's the best bad movie, in my opinion. However, there are too many good scenes to pick just one, so I have three. Of my three favorite scenes, there's one where Doc, or I'm sorry, Wade says, where, where Wade says, Doc, I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. It's a great foreshadowing scene, and it's just a cool, just a cool sentiment. Absolutely. There's the uh, Elvis. Play something with balls fight scene <laughs> where not Chris Sarandon shows up to ex, uh, to show Spin off around his uh, to show pool, off his pool, pool stick uh, show off his weaponry skills yeah right. and honestly just on a on a legit it's a great song and it's a great little uh, late eighty sequences the end credits with the Jeff Healy band playing the Bob Dylan cover that's kind of cool that's a great song it is it's, it's a great version of that song too I have I have one favorite scene did a clip. It is a clip. Excellent. So when you're ready. Now this, this is a new double deuce. I've put a lot of money and time into this. And to protect my investment, I've hired the best damn cooler in the business. From now on, he's in charge of all the bar business. What he says goes. Dalton. Morgan, you're out of here. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You asshole! What am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. (laughs) (laughs) You're a dead man. You're out too. We're selling booze here, not drugs. Anybody else here dealing? I'm telling you straight. 
It's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. All right. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many, uh, 40-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. It's going to change. And that sure sounds good. But a lot of the guys who come in here, we can't handle one-on-one. -on -one. Even two-on-one. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two. Two, take it outside. Three. Never start anything inside Four. the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three. Five. Be nice. Come on, honey. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk, but be nice. If he won't walk, walk him, but be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and you'll both be nice. <laughs> I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. And called a cocksucker in personal? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. I wonder if somebody calls my mama a whore. <laughs> Is she? <laughs> I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Well, uh, how are we supposed to know when that is? You won't. I'll let you know. You are the bouncers. I am the cooler. All you have to do is watch my back and each other's. Take out the trash. That's not three rules. That's five rules. Well, no, it's three. Dalton says it's three. It's three. <laughs> <laughs> if you disagree I with them, we'll rip your throat it's out. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. What uh, What would you change about this movie? Uh, I would really prefer a better resolution between Dalton and Doc. It seems strange that while she's bothered by his increased violent tendencies, <laughs> she sure gets over that awfully quickly in order to go skinny dipping with Dalton in the river at the end. But that third, it, it just feels person. rushed, if I'm being completely honest. No, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. She she, she sort of does sort of drop any guard she has over the fact that he ripped a guy's throat out and killed him. I wouldn't paint a mustache on the Mona Lisa. Why, why, why wouldn't you? I'm not a vandal. <laughs> that too. Um, it, it's kind of like an old car that somehow holds itself up if... You yeah, just got to keep changing the wheels out because they get slashed? Sure. <laughs> or someone throws a stop sign through your windshield. One part may be rusty and old and decrepit and need right. to be replaced, but as soon as you take it out, everything, it's holding up the thing behind it, which is holding up the thing behind it, which is holding up the thing behind it. As soon as you start trying to fix one thing or the other, the whole... The thing's going to crumble. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would I would love to know who that third person is on the river knoll. While they're skinny dipping, Jeff Healy. We already discovered. We knew we already discovered. <laughs> hey, that. Cody, we're going swimming. You want to watch? Uh, oh, that's messed up, I'll Dalton. But I'll listen. I'll listen. <laughs> hey, y'all mind if I come listen to you swim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Also, uh, Dayton is a toilet. <laughs> um. Here's what's really funny. 
two different sections of notes from two different periods of time in my life. All right. I've answered the recast the lead. Who would you cast? Oh. I've I've given two answers in each one. And you give one, and then I'll give you mine, and then you can go back to your other one. How so out that? of the four that I've given, oh, there's only three because one name comes up in both. Okay, both. So his That's names come. Up, his names come up before. Okay. Uh, if I was going to recast Dalton, okay, I would go with uh, 1988 or 1989 era Matthew Broderick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would work, <laughs> but I would watch trying. <laughs> I would go with 1988 or 1989 John Lithgow. Uh, <laughs> All right, let me say mine before you give you your last one, okay? Okay, because my last one is the one that comes up in both sides. I have, which two, is, I have two. I'm so proud of myself. I have two because I was trying to go with tough guys that were kind of popular mm-hmm. towards the end of the 80s. Okay. Um, Tom Berenger. Ooh, I could see that. Or Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> 1988 Burt Reynolds? I don't think 1988 Burt Reynolds will pull it off. I think 1978 Burt Reynolds will pull it off. I don't think Gator 1988 era. Burt Reynolds will pull it off. I definitely think Tom Berenger would pull it off, but it would be a completely different movie. It would be very serious. Yeah. It would be... Those are good. Those are actually good. Mine mine were to be jokey. Um, okay. What's your one that popped up on both? Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I can't do a Michael you J. Fox. You build a roadhouse out of the double deuce? <laughs> <laughs> Opinions vary. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, yours was better. That was that was a good one. Because this is like, does it still hold up? I'm like, this is the last time where I wrote like things down sentence per sentence. But I'm like, I think I finally come full circle with Roadhouse. I think <clears throat> I'm like I mostly enjoy it. Uh, I mostly enjoyed it when I was in high school. Uh, when I shifted into more of a film snob for like my twenties and thirties, I probably shunned the film. It was just stupid. It just sure. felt stupid. Whatever. This is dumb. It's just a dumb movie. Like I knew its cult status of being, you know, so bad it's good, and 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 now I kind of like it again because when I watched it, probably within the last six months, I found it on. I found it on uh, like Hulu, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. We're going to talk about it anyway. So I'm going to watch it. I'm like, this is not as bad as I remember it being. But I'm like, but for different for different reasons. I'm like, the fashion, hairstyles will always be dated in this film. Sure. They'll always feel dated. Um, there's something extra cringe-inducing when I watch films from the late 80s. Early and mid-80s, not as bad, but always late 80s. Big glasses, big hair, shoulder pads, mullets, <laughs> pastel and neon colors. I mean, I, I'm not sure what anyone was really thinking back then, other than they may have been recovering from the mounds of cocaine they started. Exactly. Um, <laughs> before dressing everyone, but it's just, it's really the fashion more than anything else. That really dates this film. That it just it's just kind of that's silly. it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. It's- our uh, <clears throat> our special guest is about to be here in about five minutes. I've got we'll we'll have a chat with them, then we'll get to our final thoughts. I think, but just before, okay, just a second um, before they come in here. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it still holds up. It's one of those. It's stamped in a section of time uh, right. in, in American pop culture. Right. It transcends that because of the. Uh, 
sort of cult status. Yeah. It has. Rocky Horror it is kind of like that. Yeah, it's it's it no Rocky the, Horror, but... It has the, this is a really good, bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, as, as kind of oxymoron as it is to say a statement like that. Both, both different iterations of my notes here. When can you list a, a, a film of equal or better value in a similar genre? I just both put, both said no. Yeah, I've just put uh, pick any white hat western film where the lead character cleans up a town and you have the skeletal structure of Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, we're gonna be right back. Um, we're gonna bring in our uh, Nathan, special guest. Nathan, play something with balls. Hey, welcome in. Welcome in, special guest. Go ahead and get your headphones set. You feeling good there? Feeling good. Thanks. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I hear you're playing something with the balls. I like it. Yes. All right. Nathan, sound headphones good? I'm good. Excellent. Feeling all right? Yeah. I feel like I have balls. <laughs> okay. So, special guest for the second half of the... Point Break Roadhouse episode. It's my lovely wife, Jamie. Hello. Hello. Hey. So good to be here. Nice to see you. Yeah. Uh, Roadhouse, your favorite movie? It is. Yeah. Excellent. Um, tell us some of your thoughts about it. It's a lovely movie. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next time. Okay. So fun. I have no final thoughts. <laughs> you have no final thoughts on Roadhouse? Oh, man. I've got so many final thoughts. Oh, no. I've, you know I've, what? I... Let me go first. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm done. No, I got final thoughts, and then we'll let you end it. Um, <laughs> I wrote these out before I started kind of bullet pointing it, so my apologies if it sounds a little scripted, but it's my own script, so, hmm. you know, that's No it. judgment. Uh, Roadhouse is the epitome of the late-night action B-movie. Sure. Kind of. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's got hot babes, explosions, boobs, action... Coarse language, bar fights, heavy drinking, more boobs, some mixed martial arts, more explosions, more boobs, monster trucks, and mullets. Um, it's the perfect answer to there's nothing on when flipping the channels late on a Saturday night. Um, it's the midnight junk food that you've been craving. Roadhouse is the greasy cheeseburger of American cinema. It may give you indigestion, but sure, it did taste good going down. What a ride. <laughs> Man, you pretty well nailed that. Um, we watch this movie at least three times a year in our house. It's it's one of those... A, it's a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. That's the Christmas... So it's at the end of the year. Christmas time is the wild card. Right. Actually, Christmas time happens all the time, but there's at least... It's Christmas 365, 24-7. In your house, we don't know. We we watch it once. Okay. We watch it once on Christmas, but uh, there's at least three times, maybe okay. four other throughout the year. Um, just like having a bad week. What do you? Uh, it's Friday night, Saturday night. I feel I, like crap. What do you want to watch? Over it. What do you want to yeah, watch? I need an old friend. Uh, let's watch Patrick Swayze whip some ass. That's what we watch. Okay. Everything about this movie is eighties. Uh, it's boobs. It's trucks. It's fighting. It's boobs. Bluesy rocks. Bluesy rocks, bluesy rock music, <laughs> booby rock, music. mullets, and more fighting. Right. So you mentioned boobs. I mentioned more fighting. <laughs> uh, they knew what they were making. They weren't. They didn't have any illusions as to. It's never going to be Pulp Fiction. It's never going to be the outlaw Josie Wales. No. But it's somewhere right between the two. Is mm -hmm. Roadhouse. Um, it's so bad. It makes you. feel It's good. so bad. It's good. It's the yeah. lever on which those two kinds of movies teeter. It's perfectly bad and it's perfectly good. And. 
Sim. Sim. Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Six Pack Double Feature presents Tangent. Look, the guys stray off topic and get distracted sometimes by. I said dude a lot, but that doesn't mean anything. Okay, a lot, but it's still funny. Just think of it as a sweet, sweet clip show. What's on your mind, guys? He did a uh, stand-up comedy special like 20 odd years ago. And I need to look at this name, Anthony. Yes, yes. Oh, Anthony. Yes, dear. What was the first thing you mentioned? Because I remember Boston. Boston Common. Common. Wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, he did uh, one of his jokes. He did about was about being um, from uh, just from the country, living out in the country on a farm. Mm-hmm. He said, I had a pet cow when I was a kid, and my parents made me get rid of it. Just because just one time I accidentally tried to feed it hamburger. <laughs> and then he goes, moo. What's that all about? And that's one of those weird, obscure things that I say that makes me laugh that no one else gets. And they think it's a bad Bill Clinton impression. Is it Anthony Clark? Anthony Clark, that's him. I remember that sitcom too. I never watched it. I, d- I know him from yesteryear. And oh, from he's the haircutter in um, The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. I just want to know are you happy with your haircut? <laughs> he's hilarious, man. He's, he's very Have funny. Have you seen him in anything? Uh, he hasn't, I was just about to say that he hasn't done anything in a long time. Or at least that you're aware <clears> of. That, yeah, that I'm aware of. Anthony Clark. He was built. He was built. <laughs> Not born. He was built. <laughs> <laughs> in Lynchburg, Virginia. <laughs> you like that one? He was built. Not born. Boston, Boston Common. Common. <laughs> was it Shatner in that? Uh, No, that was a Boston Legal. That was oh, completely yeah. different. That's what that early, early, or that, I'm sorry, that late, very late 90s fascination with Boston that America had for about 13 minutes. There are six faces on here, and the only one I recognize is the guy whose name we didn't know until about three minutes ago. Which was Anthony Clark. Uh, what are the names? Trailer Howard? Not Taylor. I'm not mispronouncing that. Trailer Howard? Hedy Burris? Steve Pamer? That name sounds familiar. Tasha Smith and Vincent Ventresca. Because, you know, they're all household names. I, right wonder, I wonder why that show didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I did not write down a brief synopsis of this film. I'm pretty sure we can wing it. <laughs> I'm pretty. I think we're going to be okay here. They have yeah. a thin candy shell. 
you'd have to know someone who was Finnish to know if they were a sweet. The only thing Finnish. The only thing I know from Finland is the band Him. Do they have a sweet Finnish? <laughs> they did just. They did. They did just uh, stop being a band this year. Last oh, year, twenty seventeen. Say the sweet Finnish. <laughs> the sweet Finnish Finnish. I didn't know they were Finnish. Yep. All right. The more you know about. <laughs> The more you know about him and the sweet Finnish bands. <laughs> I love Patrick Swayze. This sounds like I have a thing for Patrick Swayze. Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. It's really Gary Busey. <laughs> you just try to hide it. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> Move on. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a little more off the cuff, but a little more regimented in our timing and our... our... Completely polar opposites. Y- off the cuff and regimented. Yes. There's the dichotomy there. And... uh <laughs> You're a dick. Um, <laughs> That's your title. We're here to rub banks and surf waves, and we're all out of waves. <laughs> I'm going to put that down as a possible. Yeah, that is a possible. Because that's, that's wordy. This is an insight into we don't come up with titles for these episodes until we're within talking about these episodes and movies. I mean, have you ever seen an actor with bigger teeth than those two? I mean, you, you, possibly, but you'd really have to rack your brains. Francis it's... the Mule. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> no, it's her no. Hefe. Uh, Why is it Jeff spelled with two P's and two H's? <laughs> J-E-P-H-P-H. Jeff. Jeff. Anyway. Um... <laughs> hey, look, that came back down again. <sighs> we need to, We need new mic stands, y'all. Let's um, do a buy some stickers and t-shirts so we can spend it on other things. Mic stands. <laughs> <laughs> My mic stands are close to 20 years old. Uh, every time you guys hear that by the way, that is Nathan adjusting the mic stand. Yeah, for some reason yours magically stays in place. You got the good vocal mic. I got I broke the other one yesterday. I got is that, is a, that one or is that no? Nope, uh, that's another. That's for our guest for the second half of the episode. I don't know if we've mentioned it or not before, but we're gonna have a special guest. All right, are you ready for this? <clears throat> Follow me. Okay. Okay. Brad Wesley fakes his own death in 1988 in Jasper, Missouri. He quietly moves to California. To Malibu. To Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> he gets. He delivers mail or whatever he needs to do with a small porn company. Jackie Treehorn Productions? Nope. Oh. Changes his name to Jackie Treehorn oh. and works his way up the ladder in the pornography industry to where he ultimately has his own company, Jackie Treehorn Productions, where he treats objects like women. <laughs> I quit smoking cigarettes uh, just over five years ago. And <clears throat> this movie makes me regret. It doesn't make me regret that decision, but Patrick Swayze makes looking smoking makes smoking cigarettes look cool, cool and enjoyable. Because he he's well, because he he was a smoker, and he's got that that deep early morning inhale and exhale that only a true smoker knows. Knows, and it's right. like he just kickstarted his lungs right there with that cowboy killer. I told Lisa Roadhouse, <laughs> and she's like. I'm 45 years old. I've never seen Roadhouse. Mike, <laughs> sounds like the perfect time to watch Roadhouse because we're going to record this soon. The best time to watch Roadhouse is, is 30 years ago. Oh. The second best time to watch Roadhouse is, is, any time after that? is right now. 
His mullet is almost better than just a mullet. It just looks right on him <laughs> over mullets that sometimes don't look right on other people. How do you feel about your mullet, Patrick? I yeah, feel I feel right. I feel, I feel right. It feels right. He actually hated that haircut. He said it was the bane of his existence. Did he? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I would have said it's the main of my existence, but that's me. Um, all right, so, <laughs> so page, page two of my one section of notes goes right to trivia, and page uh, three of my other notes goes to what doesn't work. Which would you like me to go to first? Uh... Choose your own adventure. <laughs> it's like the penis at the end of Teen Wolf. Have you seen that? that? that that's been de- it's, it, it has been debunked. It's a lady's sweater. Yes, but yes, that is not a lady. When you were paying attention, it looks like some dude up there who takes part of his pants off. Right? Is that no? What he doesn't. Is? No, he's got his pants or fully undressed? unzipped and his right. dick is out. But it's it's actually a lady it's and it's a, a sweater. sweater dick. Yeah. yeah, it's a sweater dick. <laughs> It happened because he was Canadian and he's no longer living, correct? But blind, he was one of their blind, white, and dead. Yes, <laughs> blind, white, Canadian, and dead. Let's <laughs> not forget the Canadian part. Um, the, the shut up. The shot because <laughs> most mullets. people who have mullets, it gets stringy or greasy, and his is always very well kept. Most people with mullets are trash people. <laughs> Dude, that's a Brillo hey, pad Doc, down you there. Want, <laughs> you want to see my scar? Was it your circumcision scar? No, I don't. I don't need to see that. Sam Elliott's pubes is the possible name of this episode. <laughs> I've covered the mountains of Missouri. I've covered the how do you drive Bigfoot as an everyday vehicle? Who's the third person at the skinny dipping scene? Is there? Do you imagine? No, I I prescribe. <clears throat> I subscribe rather to the theory that there is an infinite number of universes, parallel universes. So, that being so, is there a parallel universe where bouncers are the celebrities or, or coolers? If there was, this would be the like the crowning jewel. The godfather of... Right. To expound on my uh, Brad Wesley is Jackie Treehorn okay. fanfic from earlier. Mm-hmm. Wade Garrett. Still dead, but Astral projects himself into a physical form oh. of the next nearest thing he can do, which is the cowboy Okay, at the bar in the bowling alley. All right. And he uses that to help the dude defeat the person that killed him. Jackie Treehorn. Brad Wesley. So that's why it explains only the dude sees him. He's a ghost. He's like... Well, oh. he's not the only one. Doc sees him as well. Doc, Doc, sees, Doc sees Garrett, but the dude is the only one that sees the cowboy. Oh, okay. Do you have to swear so much? Because he's he's kind of sw- he's 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 more of a saintly kind of guy right. now. Uh-huh. He's the cowboy he always wanted to be. Okay. He's the saintly sort of. So he does the the Luke Skywalker astral projection. Is that it? Except he Back doesn't. Back to 1988. Nice. Except okay. he doesn't. Well, into 1991. Or 1990. Or 1990. That, that, Whatever. that whole thing was Saddam. Did, when was the first time you think you saw it? 2010. Okay, so that was. We used to. Here's your shout out. We used to be. Jamie and I used to be a part of a uh, group of part theater people, part friends of theater people, part radio people. Part radio people. Uh, it was a group called Douche Chiller Theater. There you Before go. Before you Hugh. guys are married, right? No, after, after, a little bit before and after. Okay. There you go, Hugh. There you go, Elizabeth. There's your shout out. 
um, we would get together on the quarterly, regular, whatever. Okay. We would watch a couple of movies that we weren't. We were just the audience. We weren't part of it. But um, Hugh would pick the movies. They would have some sort of correlation, maybe, maybe not. Okay. But it was just a, a group of people that got together at a house, and we would drink, watch movies, and riff on them MST3K style. It was never recorded or anything like that. It was just a group of people that, that had fun. And Roadhouse was one of them. And that was the first time I'd actually... I kind of knew what it was about, but uh, that was the first time I saw it. And that's that's when we got into it. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad karma. <laughs>